Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And now you're listening to Perkins and Spiegel on 670 to score. Another gorgeous night in Cleveland, Ohio, and we give you a look at the Chicago lineup. Dexter Fowler, off we go. As we've talked about all postseason, when he gets on, when he scores runs, these Cubs usually end up on top. There's a nervous energy in this park. The 2-1. That's in the air to center. Back at the wall. It is gone. What a start. Dexter Fowler, hello in game seven. 1-0 Chicago. Well, Dexter Fowler couldn't have drawn it up any better. It's the first ever leadoff home run in a game seven, and it belongs to Dexter Fowler. The Parkins and Spiegel Show, afternoons on the score. Dexter Fowler officially announcing his retirement today. That audio, of course, from the 2016 World Series, Joe Buck and Fox. And a lot of memories came rushing back when you saw on Twitter and Instagram the announcement from Fowler because the picture he includes is him at the parade in his Cubs World Series hat with the trophy on the front and the Cubs logo on the side wearing the Cubs jersey. And, you know, he mentions Denver, Houston, Chicago, St. Louis, Anaheim. He mentions all of them, uh, but forever grateful, soaking wet and freezing on the field with tears in my eyes after winning the World Series in Chicago. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great quote and a great moment to picture. Yeah, it's just, it's, it, it, it's like he sees himself as a Cub, even though he was only here for two years and had a 14-year career. That's the mountaintop. He got to the World Series. He won the World Series. Um, and he would say later in his career that you chase that feeling again. As a veteran, all he wanted was to chase that feeling again. Quote, toward the end of my career, I was chasing it again. It wasn't about money. It was about the love of the game chasing championships. I already had one. I wanted another one. So, unquote. So he was one of those guys, like, that's as good as it got. And 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 there he is feeling like a cub for um, his his whole life. And he will be thoroughly embraced and welcomed. And I bet we see him at next year's Cubs convention, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder, because he said, you know, on Twitter, he said, you know, stay tuned for what's next. Um, he's the type of guy that if you wanted to do an ambassador-type role and a marquee analyst-type role and that, that sort of thing, he would be good at it. 
was always a very good interview and uh, anecdotal, a good storyteller. I would think he would be good at it. Um, you think he'll be remembered first and foremost for the game seven home run that Tanny just played, right? That's memory number one. Yeah, him spinning after he rounds first base and just the jolt that that drove into the dugout. And um and 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 that that part of that game, which of course might be, you know, certainly one of the greatest games ever played. It is. Yeah, and and for just like for the the Cub fan watching it, there was so much tension going into the game, mm-hmm. and obviously the tension came back and then amplified by a factor of a thousand. Yeah, with the the comeback and the rain delay and everything. But for for a moment in time, I remember kind of exhaling. Like, oh. Okay, yeah. they're playing. They're playing Game Seven with a lead. In terms of on-field exploits, <laughs> that's absolutely number one. And yeah, they're playing with a lead, and this might actually happen. And holy hell, they're still they're still the Cubs. They're still they're still a good team, no matter how big the pressure is. Yeah, that maybe they'll rise above it. The first thing I thought of was him showing up with Theo Epstein in spring training of that year, February 2016, when. It had been reported that he was going to sign with Baltimore for a three-year deal that ended up falling through, and he made the choice to come back to the Cubs. And so Theo surprised the whole team with Dexter and just how freaking happy they were. Um, the video, it doesn't work as audio. We, uh, we tried, Even somebody as good as Chris Tanhill was not able to turn clapping into uh, useful radio uh, audio. We've you heard know? clapping before. Yeah, people have yeah. heard clapping. Could, it could have been clapping anywhere. We're just, we're just telling you that if you... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, welcome back, Dexter! Yeah! That's what it sounded like. That's, that's the... That's, there in Arizona. It's a lot that's like it that. But the vibe, yeah. the vibe was so good because they, they knew how important he could be, and then he proceeded to have a much better year than he had had the year before. Yeah, and you go, we go. That, that was Madden's thing, man. It's funny because Joe, every time I go with the bat, he goes, you go, we go. <laughs> so I always stop and I, he always tells me that. So just a little reminder. <laughs> but that that was, was such a thing. That Joe Madden, so quirky. Yeah. What a, what a, you what? go, we go, man. That's great. Yeah, so quirky. It worked. It was perfect. He was so original, so fun and yeah, nice and original. It, it worked perfectly, Shane. Yeah. He put rhymed this, go with go, though. Put yeah. your, put your, just put a your, regular dude. Shot studying the, the millennial concept. You yeah, know, put just, your, so cool. put your white socks and stuff back in your pants. Yeah. All right, definitely. zip it up. Zip definitely. it up, kiddo. Absolutely. All right. He was so funny. Cool. No, see, here's the thing about that. Here's, here's the thing that, 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 that always resonated, resonated with me about that. And you know this as a White Sox fan. I think Scott Pitsednik, that sometimes a leadoff hitter matters more than, even the numbers would tell you they mattered. And Dexter was good that in 2016. He was real good. Made an all-star team. Yeah. yeah. Eight, 840 OPS yeah. as a leadoff guy. Yeah. But the concept and the feeling, and that's what that is. So it combines. You go, we go, combines with the spring training show up. Oh, man. We got we got the party starter. Tim Anderson likes to say he's the he's he's the he's the energizer bunny when he hits up there when things are going well. That feeling of having a leadoff guy that makes you better is one of those unquantifiable but undeniable truths about a baseball team. In, in my opinion, and they all knew it, and it was right undeniable. In my opinion, <laughs> I love that. Well, I, I mean, I'm putting. I, I mean, forget it. He's rolling, but I, I broke. No, I, no, undeni- good for you. Undeniable Call in my opinion. It. Well, think about it. So great. Think about it because I just said unquantifiable and undeniable. Yeah, no, you. Right, were, that's why. That's why you were rolling. <laughs> 
Because, <laughs> I, I mean, you've talked about this before. This yeah. is your first big on-air fight with Burnsy about Scott Pesednik right. in 2005. This is like uh. your your score <laughs> your score rant hill to die on. You know what it is? It's my faith versus reason, numbers versus gut, those kind of conversations. <laughs> but you just wanted to say that it was undeniable, in my opinion. <laughs> so just say I didn't it's undeniable. To, I didn't need to say, in my opinion. That's right. You I argued can, with Dan Bernstein? I, I know, weird, right? Did you know that he knows everything? I At the time, it seemed like that. Ooh, you got better remember that next time. That dork. It was feisty. But that's okay. But yeah, so, you know, it's it's, it's like a religion conversation. It's faith versus reason. It's, it's all of that. Like, yeah. I, I know it when I know it, you know? Sure. So they knew it, and he mattered to that team uh, a great, great deal. Yeah, and... In my opinion. <laughs> In my opinion. It's undeniable. It's undeniable. Unquantifiable. It's, it's a fact, I think. <laughs> uh, no, listen, Dexter Fowler holds a weird, like, a weird slash special place, I think, in, like, Cubs fandom because he was here for two years, but he was here for the best two years. He didn't have any of the stink mm-hmm. of living up to the hype and the expectations <laughs> and coming back after 2016. He had none of that. None of the, like... He's just th- gone, even though his, his career in St. Louis was not good. Yeah, but that was great for the Cubs. Yeah. That was good for Cubs fans. Yeah, that worked. You were you were thrilled that Dexter Fowler wasn't he like oh he got their money but he's not really helping them win anything mm. of substance. It's like best case scenario. I guess the but, first year in St. Louis was pretty good, but he didn't have to. He, he, he didn't, didn't have, have to, to wear a, that. He didn't have to wear any of it. The that disappointment. Like, Baez and Rizzo and Bryant and all those guys had to had to wear for a while. Fifteen was fun. Holy crap, we are good, out of nowhere, ahead of schedule, 97 wins. Like er- Everything about it was incredibly fun. He's a part of that. Comes back in 16, final piece. You know, yeah, surprise. For, yeah, for, for, for preseason 2016. And then they go on the run and, like, wire-to-wire best team. He's an all-star, gets all the credit in the world for it. So that's, that's, that's Theo on the day that Dexter came back. Do we have any more of that, Tony? That's awesome. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did. Kind of similar to the Castro's Obris deal. We just uh, financially, we needed to move uh, – Chris's salary in order to free us up to do the, the one-year deal with Dexter. And then also from a playing time standpoint, it really wouldn't have worked. As he said, this was this felt like home to him. This felt like family. There's some unfinished business here. And, um, you know, he decided to go for, for the fit over, over the money. And we're extremely appreciative of that. And it, it means a lot. Um, I think it says a lot about his teammates. It says a lot about Dexter. It says a lot about the manager, the coaching staff, ownership here, the whole the culture that he'd want to come back. Oh, yeah. Remember those days? Those were good. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Even in there, yeah. we had to free yeah. up some money yeah. in order to make it happen. But made it happen. Uh, <laughs> Even in there, right? Gets the little shots in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it, but it, he, was, he was good. He, he, was, he was very good that year. He was better than, uh, than, than, than my memory and my feistiness for the conversation would, would allow, truth be told, when you look at it. Yeah, but, but also, like, so many of those guys – would rank above him on like Cubs fans' favorite lists, right? Like if you were going to do it, Bryant, Rizzo, mm-hmm. Baez, Schwarber, Lester, Hendricks, Ross, seven. 
Zobrist. Like I'm thinking like at the 20 year reunion. Decibel meter, like how loud the ovation is. You know, there were so many guys that were so beloved. Mm-hmm. But for just like a moment in time, I I bet you Dexter Fowler would be eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. And but just anybody just wasn't there for that long. I mean Wilson Contreras, I guess. Yeah. Miguel Montero would have some of that feeling because of we are good. And because it. of and because of the Grand Slam. Because of the Grand Slam. God, what a moment that was. I know. That was that was a great one. Who uh, was it that Miguel Montero threw under the bus again? Jake Arietta. That's right. For That's right. for Jake being difficult to catch in terms of getting stolen bases, that his move is slow. And, and he did it at the parade, right? He said something. He like he was like still bitching at, and moaning no, at the parade. At, at, at the parade on the phone from the parade, he moaned a bit about not getting to play, like not having enough playing that's time. What you, that's what you want. But it was the Arietta moment. I think it was the next year, right? It was 2017. He he said that Arietta was you know didn't hold runners on and that and that hurt things and then they cut him that. Yeah, night. Fowler's above month. Uh, Above Miguel. It was, it was like right before the convention, the Cubs convention, and they still had him out. Miguel Montero still showed up to the Cubs convention. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. But so it's just, you know, for a guy who was only there for yeah. two years who wasn't a superstar, just a, a beloved figure. And and I think, the, I think the fan base followed what all of them said. They're like, well, if all of my favorite players say that this guy matters that much, yeah. I mean, he, he, must, he must matter that much. You know, in looking back now, looking at the stats, because I wanted to check my own feelings about Dexter Fowler's performance that year as a leadoff hitter, I'm looking at the top 25 players in terms of at-bats from the leadoff position that year, and he had the highest on-base percentage of any of them. 393 on-base percentage is higher than Charlie Blackman in Colorado, higher than Matt Carpenter, higher than Carlos Santana, great guitar player in Cleveland, and anybody. So he had the best OBP of anybody in the top 25 of at-bats from the leadoff position. So that's 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 what you want. That's what that guy's there to do. You go, we go. Mm-hmm. Hell of a career, and uh, congrats to him, and it's cool that uh, all of those teams and all those moments and the big contract elsewhere, but uh, – he is uh, seemingly remembering himself as a Cub, and he should be. People saying Arietta, yes, Arietta would get uh, a bigger ovation, but it's just he was. That's what happens when you win a championship, man. Everyone on the team is special, and every you know what I mean. But e- even if you were there for a very, very sh- uh, short period of time, uh, there was a moment when you were out, and I think it was Gabe Ramirez and I um, talking to Bill Wennington. Okay. And I was asking him about, we were talking about stars and stuff like that. And to your point, he said, let me ask you a question. If uh, if I didn't play with Michael, would I be on the radio with you right now? Right. I loved that. Yeah. That, that, that honesty. That is self-awareness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's all, oh, no is yeah. the answer. The answer's no. Yeah. If they don't win the World Series uh, and Dexter Fowler retires... We're not talking about him today. Boy, he had a good year in 2016. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was cool that they won the pennant, mm-hmm. but it's been uh, 117 yeah. years since they won a championship or whatever it would be now. And once he left, leadoff was never solved. was never solved again. You saw Kyle Schwarber given a chance there and that blowing up. You saw uh, you know Zobrist up there, but that didn't really work the way that they 
dreamed of it working. Rizzo, best leadoff hitter of all time. Rizzo, I mean, just everybody, just constantly looking. Hayward up there, just chasing it because it is different. You got to have a mentality to deal with it, and Dexter had that mentality. So Joe Ostrowski has tweeted out the uh, MLB win totals for 2023. Uh, The range on the White Sox, 83.5. To eighty five and a half. That's so. These are multiple different websites giving different you... different sites. Huh. Uh, and then for the Cubs, uh, lowest seventy five and a half, wow. highest seventy eight and a half. Seventy eight and a half is the highest as of now on the board, wow. or as of an hour ago. I don't have all the sites up in front of me, but just for according to Joe Ostrowski's Twitter account, God, um, I am tempted to hammer that Cubs over. At you 70... always are. <laughs> WCUB, biggest you fan on the are. planet, Matt Spiegel. I, I, but it's so funny. And then he calls, and he's like, and he's like, why do I have to always sell you on this team being good? And not always. It was just like a last year thing. But uh, like, I was like, I don't know, man. All of the projections say they're a bad team, and Vegas says they're a bad team. I kind of think they might be a bad team. That's that's Cub fans, man. And it's time for Speaks to just admit that he's a Cub fan. Oh, okay, Rick Hahn. Just just because you and Rick talk, you know? Well, just because you chat. Yeah. You and Layla, big Cub fans, according to Rick. Really, Layla? I didn't know oh, that. Oh, he thinks she's a Cub fan, too. <laughs> he's just got so yeah. many takes about Don't media Don't tell people person. in this town that. 2015, 2016 was a long time ago. <laughs> half the town will be pretty upset with you. Oh. Uh, half the town, half the show. Toughen up, Rick. My God. Oh. It sounds like something a Cubs fan would say. I like the guy, but he's got to stop listening to so many people. Stop. <laughs> Just on Twitter as stop. much as me. I would love to know talk, Rick Hahn's screen time. Talk to people outside your own building every once in a while. Speaking of that, you see the White Sox hired Kenny Williams Jr. as an assistant uh, player development coordinator. I thought he'd he better been stay there. out of our business. He better I, stay out of White Sox business. I I thought he'd been there a, a, a while, Kenny. But yeah, but they like that. They like um, they like family. They once drafted Ron Schuler's daughter. You remember that? No, I'm much oh, younger yeah. than you. Oh no, that happened. That <laughs> totally happened. Hold on. The thing is, Spies, yeah, yeah. On, on this one, I I I want to agree with you mm-hmm. about the Cubs. That number feeling low. Yeah. The Central not being very good. The Cubs adding as much as they added yeah. this off season. They still don't have a lot of power and a lot of swing and miss pitching. No, they don't. Um, <laughs> Those are two. I mean, listen, I know I'm not Mr. Baseball. Some, they've got some swing and miss pitching. Um, the power, no, they're definitely hurting for power. But, man, they're going to play really good defense, and they're going to prevent a lot of runs with their pitching. That, that, that's going to be the way that they do it. And uh, and we'll see. I also think that Trey Mancini is going to have a far better um, year than, than he did in Baltimore with – all the changes they made to that ballpark out there. How much swing and miss pitching do you think they have in their starting rotation? Uh, Stroman. Stroman. I think I think Justin Steele uh, is going to be very, very good. Is Rowan Wick still there? He's got some strikeout stuff. Uh, yeah, a little bit. You just can't find the zone. Sorry, I'm, I'm consumed with... In their starting with, rotation. I'm consumed with, oh. uh, with this. I'm surprised you didn't know this, Shane. 1993, Carrie Schuler, the 18-year-old left-handed pitcher... The daughter of White Sox general manager Ron Schuler was drafted in the 43rd round by the Chicago White Sox professional baseball team. I'm going to say it. Baseball, too many rounds. <laughs> Do less rounds. Not, not anymore. They, they, they've trimmed it down, sadly. I was one then. Well, that's okay uh, to not remember that. But I would, Do you guys like the, the White Sox number? 83 and a half? It's high. That's high. I think so, yeah. Do you think they are an under five a five hundred or worse team? Probably. 
Yeah. It, it, like knowing what we know about the White Sox and how it normally happens. Yeah. I think it's probably high. Tanny? That's unfortunate. Yeah, it uh, has been a good offseason. They had the letter grade of F, which is not good. <laughs> I Googled that. Uh, the Athletics writers all got together and graded all, all the oh, offseasons. Wow. White Sox were the only team with an F. Ooh. I'm watching Ken Burns baseball last night on MLB Network, and they have across the ticker notable signings. It's like White Sox. Andrew Bedintendi, all right. Mike Clevenger, oof. oof. Billy Hamilton, and that's about it. Um, I think they will get a new manager bump, and some players will just regress back to the, their career means. So I think it'll be over, but not much over, like 85 wins, I think. Oh, that's why Tony's my guy. He's watching Ken Burns baseball on a February night. Well, when your daughter walks in and you're watching Mayor of Kingstown and there's a big prison scene, <laughs> you got to pivot to something right away quickly. <laughs> so Ken Burns baseball What right chapter? There. What chapter of the Burns? It was the final. It was uh, it was the, ni- the ninth inning, final chapter, oh, wow. talking about the greatest World Series game ever, not the 2016, but the uh, 1975 Carlton Fisk game. That's what they're mm. talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to update that documentary. Uh, 2016, you know what I'm saying? It's pretty good. 75 was pretty good. Yeah, sure. Would have been nice to have a ticket to that game. Or just nice to see that game. Yeah. Ryan's what he says. Uh, all right. That's a fun movie. Thank you. Thank you. Daniel Norris. That, yeah. That's your, that's your role, you jabroni. Uh, all right. Jabroni sounds good coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm still team Jamoke. I know you are. Yeah. I know you are. And some team jag bag people out there. Well, jag bag is yeah. is the score. Yeah, it's the score. So that's uh, that's good. It's a varietal on the one that I want to say, but we learned yesterday. We can't say. We just learned it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Between you, me, and Shane. You think we would have known. 50 years of right. uh, collective radio experience, 47 of them for you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Tanny taught us yesterday that you can't say I'm still it. team Jamoke, but I can't deny how good Jabroni just sounded. It's, it sounds really, really good. Uh, all right, coming up next. We have decided that we have a show enemy. You are going to be seeing this enemy often in the coming days and weeks. And uh, frankly, it's time for a smear campaign and an untold story that we've been sitting on on this show for months at this point. It's next on The Score. Hey, hello. Come here, donkeys. Here we go. All right, we as a show have a new enemy. This will be most likely, I'm assuming the power of the mob is not big enough to take down the Super Bowl, but <laughs> we'll see. That's a safe, uh, it's probably a safe assumption, but how about the show that's going to follow the Super the Bowl? The show that's going to follow the Super Bowl. I want to take that freaking thing down. Gordon Ramsay's new show. Second season of the show, the new season, new season of Zold Show, Master Chef. No, it's next level. Next chef. level show. Because he has I don't even a, know my enemy. It yet. doesn't matter. He's don't got worry. A, he's got a Master Chef. He's got a Master Chef, chef Junior. This is next level chef. Okay. And I, I have, I hate a, it. I have a seething rage for this show, and 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 you hate the show, and we. I don't even know the show, and I hate the show. We, we as a group, we as a mob need to actively smear and destroy this show. Extra point attempt by Elliott is up and good. Let's hear now from Gordon Ramsay for a special announcement. Put down those wings and listen up. Two weeks from tonight, Next Level Chef is coming into your living room after the Super Bowl here on Fox. Don't be a donut. Make sure you watch. Mm. See that? See that on TV the other day, Danny? It's there on TV the other day. I saw and, and, and but we had to explain why we hate the show. 
Shane? I made it to the final audition stage of Next Level Chef. I did not apply for the show. A recruiter and a casting director reached out to me via Twitter DMs and Instagram DMs. So they brought you in. They got you all excited about it. They said, hey, you want to be on this show? Why don't you audition? Yep. I went through a few rounds of interviews, made it to the final round. They take 15 people. There are three total groups, five home chefs, five social media chefs, five professional chefs. I was in the home chef group, and obviously, I did not make the show. That was filming in London in September, mid-September through mid-October. But you had advanced to a a reasonable and excitable level. I I was told the final round. The final round. And then, how did they break the news to you? Oh, they didn't, Danny. Yeah. They never even reached out and said, hey, it's not happening. So they, they they ghosted you like Trent Dilfer. Yeah, and all the women in my life. And most of the women in your yeah. life. Yeah, most of the women in my life. Yeah. yeah. So so Shane was so that was painful enough yeah. because it was crazy validating and exciting. Shane was going to be on national TV on Fox. On Fox network TV flown to London. Yeah. Taping right September October. Mid September through mid October, the prize for the show is a is $250,000. And a mentorship from whomever you choose as a, a, a of the the people on that show. I, I would have chosen Gordon Ramsay, one one of my life heroes. Still, yeah. But so, but so, what's amazing? You're so, like, pathetic. So, all of this is happening. Where's mm. the lamb sauce? <laughs> like Shane is a finalist. Mm. He's he's interviewing. They're telling him that they love him. It's it's you know we all know about it. Uh, Mitch knows about it. Yeah, yeah. A, I, I, Rachel, I, everyone told me I can step away for as long as I need to to be on this show. You were going to get to fly to London. Yeah. I was Cook. positive you were going to get this. I, I was too. I, they're, they're, they are idiots for not casting you in the next level chef show. And so when that promo comes on, I'm seething with rage. They have the odyssey. Excuse me, the audacity. I forget which. They have the audacity not to cast our guy Shane in this show. It, it, Screw you. And, and now, the like the final twist of the knife is that it gets the biggest lead-in <laughs> in television. The dream lead-in. Twenty-five million plus people would have been yeah. watching uh, Shane. Would have been cook. watching Shane. After Chiefs yep. Eagles, yep. with Shane in promotions oh, and yeah. promos, oh. the week of the Super Bowl, K- including the NFC Championship game, K- I would have crushed it. K- Camera would have loved him. K- Camera would yeah, it does love him. K- Camera would have loved him. He would have been all over. He would have been one of the talks of <laughs> Super Bowl week. They'd probably be marching him around Radio Row doing spots. On yep. him and Gordon Ramsay. Yep, believable. Hey, I would have crushed it. So you have got a clue. Would have been incredible. So I, I watched the first season before I was ever even recruited for this, and the show sucked. That's the first season was horrible. See, I they didn't watch it. you. I've heard. I the, know. I've heard this show sucks. This is why I feel really good about the active smear campaign that we're going to go on. Yeah. As a group, here's the review from the Guardian in Britain. Next level chef review. Gordon Ramsay's cooking competition is bizarre, banal nonsense. Contestants randomly grab ingredients from a dumbwaiter, then cook in concept kitchens while the celebrity chef breathes down their neck. How bewildering. That's what The Guardian says. I I had, honestly, I was taking this so seriously. My my good buddy, who we all know by now, Joe Flam, who owns Rosemary and Boulevard, one top, uh, top chef on Bravo season 15, he was coaching me through 
everything that I would need to know in these interviews. Yeah. Like we had we had we had calls before these interviews, and he would tell me, "Hey, this is what they're going to ask wow. you. This is what they're set, what they're going to set you up for." <laughs> I was prepared and ready. And you crushed it. They I did. skipped you. Well, they obviously st- not. You didn't crush it enough. No. Yeah. But, I, but they, See, they that, were wrong. They're, they're wrong. They're wrong. How so, dare they make you question yourself? Yeah, they're wrong. We're going we're gonna to watch this first episode, and we are going to crush these home chefs. Yeah, yeah. yeah all five of them. And, and hashtag next level chef sucks. Yeah, oh, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Is, is that is that sure. the yeah yeah I'm all for it. And mm-hmm. should, should we we got to figure out a way to boycott all Gordon Ramsay restaurants that may or may not be in and around the no sh- no I like them. <laughs> wait <laughs> wait a minute. Gordon Ramsay Pub in Vegas might be the best uh, curry I've ever had. I've never been to any Are of those taking, places. Uh, we don't take the wind out of the sail of our right, smear sorry. campaign. We, we don't need to smear everything though. Just this show. Just the show. This this particular okay. show because it's really that casting director. Whoever that casting director is, they need to they need to go down in flames. And for the record, this is not Shane's idea. If that casting director ever calls you back, oh right, yeah, it, it, it Speaks and I, who especially hate that casting director, <laughs> <laughs> Shane Reardon always said you were professional. That's a good clarification. That's an important yeah. clarification. We yeah. don't because we don't want to ruin it for him. It, it may get a, but they're probably not going call back. back. Yeah, but next level chef sucks. Listen, our textures, a part of the mob. This is the thing. It's not just us. We as a Parkins and Spiegel uh, mob need to band together and actively smear this show. And the textures are feeling it. Here's one. This is very similar to the Bears passing on Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I think that's that's an apt, apt description. A travesty, says another one. Screw that show. Screw Next Level Chef. Different texter. I was going to watch that show, but now I'm boycotting. <laughs> I like this Team one. Shame. I like this one. Nobody tells me to put down my wings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay told people to do that. Sure. You want to add that to the pile of why you don't like Gordon Ramsay in this show? Feel free. I, I mean, God. I mean, you guys know it was a multiple month long process. Oh, like yeah. The, 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 the three or four interviews that I did, I was pumped. I thought the things these people are saying to me, like I, I got flame in my corner, yeah. I got all this stuff. I'm going to be on this TV show. I'm going to London on September 15, 2022 to film Next Level <laughs> Chef, and I'm going to win it. I'm going to win this show. And Gordon Ramsay is going to be my best friend. I'll have 250 grand in my pocket and just ripped out from under me. Mm. Will. Yes, Chef. You're sh- Yes, Chef, I am. You are so sh- It's unbelievable. I'm not Gordon. I hate Next Level Chef. This texture says Gordon Ramsay is dead to me. I hate Gordon Ramsay. Mm-hmm. I hate Fox. 708, did they make you monologue as part of the interview? <laughs> <laughs> that could have been the issue. It could have been the issue. So if, if he, yeah, you know, it's really, you would have been perfect. Do I hate perfect. the Super Bowl now? I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Seriously. Do they have another guy with a beard who wears hats they, like that? They must. You think They're so? gonna have a tattooed, a bearded guy who who cooks for his his three handicapped children at home. Like, uh-huh. like that's gonna be the storyline. They're gonna like, right, so, yeah. so that's the, we're gonna a have to watch this dad, show. Yeah, and we're gonna see. Yeah. Like better shame. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's gonna be an upgraded like, shame. There yeah. might have been like a bucket of shames. <laughs> yeah. And they chose. That's how casting works. <laughs> I know. There's a bunch of dudes who look like me, talk like me, yes. that kind of thing. Yeah. And they just picked a different they're, one. They're like, well, we got this guy, but if we get that guy, then we can't have this guy because then there's two of that guy. We need one of a uh, different thing. So I suspect there's a there's a Shane light. It's gonna be crushing to find out who Shane is on this show. <laughs> this is a good one. Six three zero. Ramsey's opening up a new joint in Naperville. Guess my parents are gonna have to sell their house (laughs) perfect we hate them next level chef is our sworn enemy yeah and so when you see these promos 
Hashtag next level chef Ima- sucks. Imagine if I said out loud on network television that I have a 10 cubic foot deep freezer in my bedroom closet. <laughs> I'd be America's sweetheart. Would have been so good. Yeah. Your, your Pat Mahomes impression would have been seen by everybody. I would have crushed it. <laughs> Absolutely crushed. Texture right says, after the Super Bowl, the first exactly. episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, seriously. It's along the way. You know, I do do an impression of Pat Mahomes. They would have used it. They would have found a way to use it. Would. We should have keep this in just in case the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Do your thing. Yeah, you would have been God, a superstar. I would, I would have crushed that show. Texture's uh, the biggest mistake in the history of television. That's undeniable, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It's infuriating. Yes. And, I mean, Ridiculous. Shane's a killer producer for us. Mm. I mean, he got Pat Mahomes Sr. on yesterday. He, do, he does great work. But how great would it have been to see Shane on national TV during the Super Bowl calling in from London? Like, I mean, I guess you couldn't really reveal no, at that point. No, there'd be an embargo, yeah. Yeah, 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 there would have been an embargo there. But, all right, fine. Doing reviews of the episodes with you on the show, yeah. like the big reveal, tuning in the next day. It would have been amazing. Yeah. Last time I saw that, it was Shane Reardon in a media game. Yeah. <laughs> Texture says, I've always known that I would punch Aaron Rodgers in the mouth if I could. Gordon Ramsay's on my list now, too. Oh, it, so oh, is that it, Olin? Olin, is that you? It, it, punch was, in the mouth. it wasn't Gordon Ramsay's decision. If it was, I would have been in. I'm his kind of guy. Mm. You should have made your... Is there any chance they are going to call you back for season three? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if after, I made it this? to the final stage, hey, maybe. Listen. After these next couple of weeks? Yeah. Oh, right. Hey, should we keep the hashtag stuff quiet? I... I don't care at all. Like, uh, uh, do your thing. Okay. Hashtag next level chef sucks. Yeah. Donkey. Okay. Seriously. All right. Because we're going to be inundated, man. You watch a Fox show over the next couple of weeks, you're going to be smothered. Um, it, it's and, sickening. Oh, it's sickening. And, it and really is. I, I, what, what's the, I'll set the over under for, um, for promos for next level chef coming up right after the game. During the game, oh. like seven of them. Like seven times you're gonna see like on the screen next level chef or yeah, Gordon Ramsay telling you to put down your wings. F you, buddy. I'm holding on to my wings. I, yeah, I hate him. You should have held on to Shane. I really hate him. Thanks for the exposure, guys. Appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, he sucks. He does. Suck. Who are these people? We're, I can't wait to watch though. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. It'll be in, it'll be entertaining. <laughs> I, I want to watch to see who Shane is. I'm okay. not going to watch episode two or three or four. No. I want to I want to see who better Shane is. <laughs> uh, that is I, you you are a hundred you are a hundred percent right that that's what happened. That's what happened. They had everyone's picture up on the board. Yeah. And they were like, well, we've got this guy Shane, uh-huh. and we've got Sean. Um, yeah. But, but, <laughs> But Sean's tattoos well, are a listen, little bit more photogenic. We've got Beardo the Grillmaster from yeah. Pasadena yeah. over here. Or Beardo the Home Chef. Like yeah. they just, you know, Beardo one, Beardo two. Yeah, it's just it's uh. gonna be it's gonna be very clear who they decided was better Shane. And then that person's gonna be our sworn enemy. And then that person's gonna be very confused by their Twitter mentions. <laughs> Because yes, like, you know that person's like like life yeah. is going to be messed oh, up when we seriously. find out who they cast as better all Shane. The, all of the Shane storylines that would have been there: the loneliness, yes, the, yeah, the love of Willie taking the dog out once a week. All of these things. You guys would have had to watch Willie for the month. <laughs> no problem. Steph would have been thrilled. Step step right up. Ruben would have been thrilled. Yeah, it's uh, in all honesty, it was a very cool thing to be part of the process, and I would do it again, but. Not for this stupid show. Yeah, just an yeah. honor to be nominated. Yeah. Uh, honor uh, to be we, nominated. Know, we know how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> we know how you feel. It's an honor to make the final audition. Uh, 
There are Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields parallels that were discussed on this station. It's next on The Score. Salmon is raw, and the chicken is as dry as a camel's up in a f***ing desert store. Who's your quarterback? Uh, I mean, yeah. is it going to be Fields, or are they going to Mickey yeah. Mouse around with that again, too? Okay. No, I think it's yeah. Justin Fields, yeah. Okay. Right. Well, for the time. Hey, he's yeah, the next the, Jalen Hurts. Being. He's going to get better next year. He's going to be better uh, yeah, okay. next year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That was Howard Eskin, Philly radio legend with Mully and Haw discussing Jalen Hurts v. Justin Fields. Ike Reese was on with Bernstein and Holmes discussing how the Jalen Hurts turnaround uh, happened Hmm. and thinking while you're listening to this. So this is a guy who watches every snap, uh, does afternoons in Philly, right? Former player. Former former player. Every snap of Hurts' career. Be thinking about Justin Fields as you listen to Ike Reese talk about Jalen Hurts. Through hard work by him. Young man, he deserves a lot of credit. Uh, he put the work in. He put the work in. I mean, um, I, I think it's okay to say you had a first impression or an initial take on what you may have thought Jalen Hurts' ceiling was. I know I certainly did, and I didn't see this coming. Right, I thought he could be a starter in this league. Uh, could he be a franchise quarterback, meaning somebody that your franchise is not looking for another quarterback while you hold down the spot and you believe you have your guy? I didn't necessarily believe that when they drafted him and through his first year and a half of playing, I did not believe that, along with a lot of other people. And um, I, I think it's okay to admit that as well as give him all the credit in the world for improving on a lot of the areas that weren't necessarily um, um, strong for him uh, when it comes to the physical attributes it takes to play the quarterback position uh, at this level. And then because I think all the cerebral things, the intangibles, those are the things that he's always received high praise for, right? It's the reason why he was drafted in the second round. We talk about some of these other quarterbacks that somehow exceeded expectations coming out, whether it's Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. I mean, look at look at uh, Brock Purdy this year and what he did uh, as a seventh-round pick. And all those guys deserve credit for doing what they eventually did. But Jalen, let's not – Jalen had talent. Like, there is talent. He was a second-round draft pick, a Heisman runner-up. There was talent there. It was just a matter of, A, um, could he improve on some of those areas of his – of his weaknesses that caused him to fall to the second round. And then B, can he be put in a system? Can he, can you get him with coaches that will allow him to, to reach his potential as opposed to putting him in a box and trying to make him fit into your system or your ideal way that you think he should be playing. The one thing this Eagles coaching staff did midway through last season, I think they started to embrace a lot of Jalen strengths. Uh, uh, as a quarterback, and they started to build an offense around that. And really, since then, he's taken off. I think he's like, I think he's like twenty-five and one, or twenty-six and one, or something like that. Since midway uh, of the season last year to now, uh, and if you want to, you know, if you want to include the playoff loss, okay, giving two losses, uh, the one he had last year. But other than that, this kid did a lot of work on his game this all season, and he he deserves a lot of credit because a lot of players don't necessarily put in the work to to reach their potential and the great the crazy thing about Jalen I know this this is a long-winded answer the crazy thing about Jalen is that (laughs) now most of us believe he's just scratching the surface as to what he can ultimately be 
Hmm. So uh, imagine how good he could be in three or four years once he really gets a grasp of this game. It's 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 uh it's been tremendous. I just I'm just we're just sad he missed those two games because we believe he's gonna get robbed out of an MVP award, which he truly deserves. But um we'll take the Super Bowl MVP. We'll we'll take that over the regular season MVP if we can get that done. That's good stuff. Ike Reese um from Philly Sports Radio talking about Jalen Hurts working his butt off. And the the work ethic. The talent being there, yep. working on his own game, the work ethic and the intangibles, them building an offense around him, mm-hmm. and then it taking off when they actually started catering to his strengths, right? We saw the first four games, unwatchable football, culminating in that Thursday night game against Washington. Then there's the mini buy. Yeah. Then they start building it around. All right, we're, we, the guy's got to run, so we're going to let him run. We don't have anything else here. Don't have pass blockers. Don't have pass catchers. Then all of a sudden, they take off. They're very tough to defend for about six weeks. League starts adjusting to them. They don't really have the ability to pass out of it, but also guys start getting hurt, and, you know, it fizzles out at the end. But for that brief moment in time, you saw the potential glimpses of the ceiling. Points. And and along the way, you saw toughness, leadership, some games where passing Ability flashed at a high level. The Green Bay game comes to mind. Some of the shots that he had down the field, the beautiful deep ball. And it's like, okay, well, so now you've, in theory, you should know what the offense looks like to be built around him. You know, he's got the intangibles. You got to give him the time unless you draft a quarterback, which we don't think they're going to do, but you got the resources to surround him. Let's see what it looks like next year when he's got not what Jalen Hurts has. There's no way Ryan Poles can do that in one offseason. Yeah. But if he got 50%, of the good players that Jalen Hurts had, and he's got more natural talent, what could it be? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. It's why it's going to be a very, very fun and uh, an interesting offseason, intriguing, and why everything that I see, everything that I look at in the NFL these days is through the lens of should the Bears be thinking about that? Should the Bears be thinking about that? You know, where are we going? As you watch these players and you see T. Higgins and Jamar Chase elevating to help Joe Burrow, you're thinking about that. As you see Javon Hargrave do his thing, you're thinking about that. All the relentless pass rushers that there are. And you you see the offensive lines of these teams just being just so remarkable. Dude, Lane Johnson, like that Eagles offensive line, I know you've talked about it a lot. Obviously, Jason Kelsey is, is brilliant and so good at what he does. But the quickness with which Lane Johnson, their tackle, gets out of his stance and gets to his spot. To it's start. so fast that it almost feels like it's a false start. It's insane. Yeah, it might be a false start. Oh, he might be cheating. You think so? Yeah, maybe. But if they don't call it, it's not cheating. But it, but it is fast, like, not even... I mean, just compared to to the way other linemen move, it's like it's like seeing an Allen Iverson first step, but yeah. on a three hundred plus pound individual. It's it, it's a crazy quick twitch. I had not realized that there was this talk out there that he was false some, starting a little. There, there's some talk that it that yeah, it might. He, it's so fast that it might be cheating. But That's hey, hilarious. But they don't call it. And yeah, man. And then like their backups on the offensive line, Andre Dillard, first round pick. <laughs> Cam Jurgens. How is it possible? Cam Jurgens, second round pick. Where do they get all these picks from? <laughs> they, they those they, are backups, man. Did Denver give them all to them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe, Denver I believe, gives them away. I believe they just keep trading with Denver and the Rams. Smart. And they just get all of the picks. Good way to do it. And then they hit on all of the players, and they've got first and second round picks as backups mm. on the team. Uh, Bulls have a game tonight. 
And if you don't care about the outcome of that game, that's fine. We are going to try to solve a borderline existential crisis that is facing the modern NBA, and it is going to be on display tonight in a very specific way in this Bulls game. We'll discuss next after Tanny's fantastic open. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.